Right. Who wants to know what's in the shopping bag of surprise? Yeah. Kids, do you want to know what's in the shopping bag of surprise? Yeah. Should we find out? Yeah. There are two here. One of them's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> the shopping bag of surprise. Right. What's in the shopping bag of surprise? Let's find out. Let's move myself about a bit. What is in the... Who, do you want to know what's in the shopping bag of surprise? Should we find out? It is. Who remembers this from Christmas? This is James's big book of true stories. Who wants to hear some true stories? Yeah, great. Okay, let's go for it. So, let's open up at today's page, today's book of true stories. And let's ask you a question. Kids, mums and dads, um, ladies and gentlemen, members of the Jubilee family, what would you do if you met God? I mean, really met God. What do you think it would be like, you know, having a conversation with the actual God? You know, the great I am the vast, unimaginable, awesome maker of everything. I wonder what would it feel like? Would you feel small? Would you feel scared, do you think? Right, I tell you what, I want some help because a number of times today, I'm going to say, I'm going to talk about God and talk about his glory, and I'm going to say the great I am. And I want you lot to shout back to me, the vast, unimaginable, awesome maker of everything. Do you think you can do that? <laughs> Come on, you can do that. Right, so I'm going to say the great I am, and you're going to say the vast, unimaginable, awesome maker of everything. Should we try that one more time? The great I am. Come on, you've got it right. You're going to be ready for that when we, when, we, when, we, um, when we come across it. There's one more thing that I'm going to get you to say too, but I'll give you that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what that is when we get to it. So, you're before God. Would you feel small? Would you feel scared? I think if we met God, we might understand God a little better and we might understand ourselves a little better too. You know, all the stuff we get confused about, um, like who we are or what we're here for, uh, the big questions of life, like what is everything all about? Um, so today I'm going to tell you the story of three people. So if you like stories, we're going to have three stories this morning in the next 15 minutes. Okay, three stories, 15 minutes. That's roughly five minutes each. We'll see how we get on. Um, all three of them learned that God wanted to be their friend. And even though God is a bit scary, he is God after all. God loved them. All three of them discovered that even though God is the great I am... The vast, unimaginable, awesome maker of everything. Right, should we try that again? The great I am, the vast, unimaginable, awesome maker of everything. Excellent. God wants you to know him, even though he's that. And the three people that we're going to meet this morning, as a result of meeting God, all three of them changed forever. 
and they said in response, one of them definitely said it, the other two maybe sort of meant it, but we're going to say this together. Here I am, send me. So can we say that together too? Here I am, send me. Brilliant. Do you want to hear the first story? Yeah. Kids, do you want to hear the first story? Yeah. Great. <laughs> this is the story about a man called Isaiah. And Isaiah lived a long, 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 long time ago. I'm going to let Isaiah tell you his story. It was in the year that King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. And with two, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. And they were calling out to each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And their voices shook the temple to its foundations. And the entire building was filled with smoke. Now, just for a moment, can you imagine what that must have been like for, for Isaiah? Having those strange creatures with too many wings. And all that smoke. Just imagine what it was like. Let's let Isaiah continue. Then I said, it's all over. I am doomed, for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips, and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the King, the Lord of heaven's armies. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal that he had taken from the altar. And he was holding it with a pair of tongs. He touched my lips and said... See, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. Let's try that again. Here I am, send me. Brilliant. Now, what Isaiah saw the glory of the Lord. And instead of like, you know, kind of being just, wow, this is amazing, it had a really strange effect on him. It made him feel filthy. It made him feel not good enough. That was Isaiah's response to God. It made him feel small and, and just not good enough for this amazing vision of God that he was seeing. But then what happens is God does an amazing thing. Instead of God going, get out of my sight, Isaiah. What are you doing in front of me? You have filthy lips. What God says is, no, I'm going to sort it out. I'm going to make it possible for us to talk. And so we have this picture of this seraphim with too many wings and lots of smoke with a, a burning coal that touches Isaiah's lips. And what we see is the grace of God. We see that the burning coal makes Isaiah able to respond to God. It sorts out all the filthiness and all the dirtiness. And so God asks Isaiah a question. 
And the question is, who will be my messenger? Instead of Isaiah saying, I'm not good enough, suddenly the fact that he's been made clean meant that Isaiah could say, here I am, send me. Now, we all know that Isaiah became a messenger for God. And he said God would come and live among us as a man. Isaiah said this, he said, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. And that means God with us. We know that what God told Isaiah to say actually happened. Jesus was born and his mother Mary was a virgin. That was the first Christmas. So let me tell you another story now. Let me tell you the story of a man called Philip. Who wants to hear Philip's story? Yeah? Great. When Jesus grew up, he had some friends who wanted to know God. They followed Jesus because he did amazing miracles and he told amazing stories, even better than this one. Jesus taught them that you could know God and that God isn't just God, you know, the great I am, the vast, unimaginable, awesome maker of everything. Jesus taught them that God loved them and that God was their father. This was a new idea. One day, his friend Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. And Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my father who, who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the father and the father is in me. What was he saying? What Jesus was saying is, I am God. And so if we know Jesus, we know God. And amazingly, if we know Jesus, we will be like Jesus. Because Jesus goes on to sell Philip this. He says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. So that the Son of God can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me anything in my name and I will do it. But after that, it was the first Easter and the people killed Jesus because he said that he was God. They thought that you couldn't know God. Of course, Isaiah and Philip knew different. You couldn't know the great I am, the vast, unimaginable, awesome maker of everything. But Jesus proved that he was God. And he did it by beating death and coming back to life again, just like we've been singing about. And Isaiah said that this was going to happen. He said that he was pierced for our rebellion and crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. 
all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. You see, in Jesus, we see the glory of God. But it is a surprising glory. A glory that takes us off guard with humility and sacrifice. Like the hot coal that touched Isaiah's lips and made them clean. Jesus' death makes it possible for us to know God. When Jesus had finished his time here on earth, he promised Philip and all his other friends that he would send a helper. That would mean they could really meet God, always. Not just meet him, but know him. And continue to get to know him all of the time, forever. Now this helper is called the Holy Spirit. And one day, not long after Jesus had ascended into heaven to be with the Father like he said he would, the Holy Spirit came and filled Philip and all of his friends. And they were changed forever. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit gave them the ability to speak in strange languages that helped them to worship God. You might have heard it. Kianatu narei, gifts of tongues. And they, they were able to worship God. And they realized that Jesus was God. And that the Holy Spirit helped them to spread the good news so that everyone everywhere could know Jesus too. Just like Isaiah, Philip and all of his friends became a messenger for Jesus. It was like they said, here I am, send me. Let's do that again. Here I am, send me. Brilliant. Do you want to hear one more story? I think we've got time. So we've heard about Isaiah, we've heard about Philip, and we've heard about the effect that meeting God has had on them both. So hundreds of years later, in fact, thousands of years later, in fact, not really very long ago at all, there was a very ordinary boy. He was quite young, he was also quite pale, and he had very curly ginger hair. Can you imagine? Very, very curly ginger hair. Now his mum and dad took him to church. And so he'd heard all about Jesus, but he didn't know Jesus. He knew that God was the great I am, the vast, unimaginable, awesome maker of everything. Oh, come on, you're flagging. Come on, the great I am, the vast, unimaginable, awesome maker of everything. But he also thought that God was distant and far away. Something you could read about, but not someone that you could know. One day, he went away with some friends, and the young boy realized that they didn't just know about God, they knew God. Jesus was clearly their friend. He spoke to them, he guided their lives, and they wanted to do things for Jesus. It was like they all had said, here I am, send me. This made the young boy very sad because he wanted to know Jesus too. But he didn't know how because, well, God was God. And the young boy was just a boy. He did young boy stuff, got into trouble, didn't do what he knew he should do. He felt he wasn't good enough to really meet God. 
but he did want to know God and his friends clearly knew God. So he ran away and he went to his bedroom and he prayed and he told God he wanted to know God like his friends did. In fact, he asked God to prove he was really there by sending one of his friends to show him the way. Right then and there, just like that. And then there was a knock on the door. And one of his friends came in. Exactly straight after the little boy had prayed. God told me to come and pray with you, the young boy's friend said. And so the friend prayed with him. And the boy was filled at that moment with the Holy Spirit, just like Philip was. And it was a bit like the hot coal that touched Isaiah's lips and made them clean. He knew that the bad stuff was taken away. And God said, I am here and I love you. And then a really amazing thing happened. Just like Philip and his friends, the Holy Spirit gave him the ability to speak in strange languages that helped him to worship God. And he became a worshipper. Now that boy, believe it or not, with pale skin and curly ginger hair, was me. <laughs> so perhaps it was quite a long time ago. <laughs> I'm just an ordinary person. I'm not some Bible character. I'm like you. You can know God too. The glory of God can change your life forever. An encounter with the gracious, surprising glory of God like I had will have this effect every time. We have something better than Isaiah. Paul in the Bible describes it as having God's light shine into our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We have had our sin atoned for. We've had our sin paid for and have been made new creations through Jesus. We have been raised with him and seated with him in heavenly places. We have the very presence of the glorious God dwelling in us by his spirit. We have a sure hope of eternal future glory, where we will just radiate and bask in the glory of God, where we'll be with Jesus and we'll be like Jesus. How can our response be anything other than, here I am, send me? Why don't we stand up, let's say that together. I'm going to pray, and then if you feel able to respond to the prayer, I want you to say, here I am, send me. If you've, kids, if you've not yet met God, if you've not yet met God, heard his voice call you, I'm going to pray with you. Adults, if you've been listening to what I've been saying, you think, well, I can't tell a story like that, then pray with me too. Father God, I pray that as we come before you, we would meet you, for those of us that have never met you before, I pray that we would meet you for the first time this morning. For those of us that have 
had long, deep relationship with you, that, that maybe have struggled over this last year and a half, I pray that we would meet with you now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and fill each one of us. And as that you fill us with your glory, as we see what it is to stand before the vast greatness of your wonderful, sacrificial, surprising glory. I pray that you would cause our hearts to respond as you, you get us ready for everything that we have to do individually and as a church over the coming weeks and months. And that each of us, by your Holy Spirit's prompting, would feel able to say, here I am, send me. Thanks everyone. <laughs>